Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board? Well, Brad, it's been a while, huh? Just just a month. And and our 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 feed has laid dormant as I forgot week after week to do anything at all. So sorry, but we have been at Disney World separately. Um, and uh, now welcome to the super episode where we talk about our trips. Yeah, and and hopefully you want to hear about them because I feel like this one ought to be at least like a forty-five minute episode. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> kick kick back and relax, people. Or just or just skip them and go on to whenever we do the next episode if you don't really want to hear trip reports. But gosh darn it, we've we've held off on talking in depth about Tron. Uh yes. on a lot of the a lot of the new things that have come. So yep. I, I think it's a good time. Okay. So Jeremy, we're gonna start with your trip since your trip came first, uh chron- chronologically. There we go. That's the word I was trying to use. So overall, I will just start with an overview. Overall, it was incredible. It went off without a hitch, pretty much. Um, there was a little illness um, issue we had Friday morning, but that was three hours and, and one and done. Never happened again. Um, other than that, I mean, it was great. She did great. We had no meltdowns between us and her. Like Everybody had a good time. Um, it just was awesome. She did great on the plane. She did great on the Skyliner. She did great in the park. She did not like complain and whine. She rode everything. We asked her if she wanted to, like she did everything once. Um, I just, overall, I am, I am just so happy and proud and, and just very, very excited that we, you know, we did this. Um, but one thing that I used on this trip that was recommended to me by my travel agent was a service called Standby Skipper. Have you heard of this? I have not. Okay. So Standby Skipper is a paid service. It's $45 for up to seven days. And what they do is basically you download the app, which is, let me just say, the worst app I've ever seen. But visually, it is horrible. And if it had not been recommended to me by someone I trusted, which is my friend who is also my Disney travel agent, I never in a million years would have gotten past the opening splash screen of this app. It's horrific. But so, so it would have it would have been one of those things where you looked at it and gone. I don't know who all is getting my information, but yeah. it's definitely somebody I don't want to get my information. There is no way that I would have put my credit card info in. Number two with the app, though, is they do not use an app purchase, and they do not kick you out to a website. It When you buy it in the app, it, lo- it loads up a Stripe iframe, and you put your credit card information in there, and I don't know how that got past app review because there is no there's no functionality in the app without paying for it. Uh, and they just take your credit card info in the app, and once you pay, you're done. And so, yeah, that was kind of funny that they're not using IAP, but they're you know clearly skirting whatever the rule is. But um, oh, dude, yeah, this this looks. 
I mean, this this I I just pulled up the app in the app store. This looks really rough. Yeah, it's horrible. But what it does is when you download it, you create an account, you you uh, pay for it, you invite Standby Skipper to be your friend in the My Disney Experience app. Oh, this is totally getting. This is this is just waiting for trouble, right? Yeah. Yes. But what they do is then once the app, once you have that, you tell it, I want to run, and you have to have Genie Plus. That's the other thing. <clears throat> Sorry, you have to have purchased Genie Plus for that. So forty five dollars in addition to yes. the cost of Genie Plus for each of the, the people. The standby skipper service is forty five dollars, and then you have to buy Genie Plus for anyone who you want standby skipper to book lightning lanes for. But what it does is you go in the app and you say, these three people, I want to ride, um, I want you to look for Peter Pan, Peter Pan's flight from noon, like in the afternoon, noon to four. I want you to look for Pirates of the Caribbean from park open to noon in the morning, you know, or I want you to look for Big Thunder Mountain anytime all day. And as soon as one of those opens up, it books it for you. And you get a notification that says, hey, you've got Peter Pan's flight for 1.30. And it works. I did not understand how to use it the first day, but I got used to it and I figured it out by the end of the day. And the second day we were there, I mean, it was booking us Tower of Terror, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Slinky. Like Slinky, it got us a bunch of stuff without me having to be on my phone. And I can wholeheartedly recommend Standby Skipper for as long as this service exists. I was about to say, until, until it is shut down by Disney, yes. this is a great service to have. It, it is. Fun. It's awesome. But once you figure out how to use the app and how, to, how, how it works and how it wants you to use it, it's really good. The, and it also... Um, uh, so one of the issues I had with it was if no one is eligible... So let's say you tell it, find me pirates in the morning and also find me Big Thunder in the morning. If it books you Big Thunder and then it finds a pirate's uh, lightning lane, but you're not eligible yet, it will discard that uh, selection. It will say it will send you a notification that says no one was or you weren't eligible for this pirates thing. And it stops looking for it. And so that was kind of annoying because then you have to go back in and tell it again, like, okay, find me pirates in the morning. Um, but it knows because it's your friend in MDE, it knows when you're eligible. It knows, you know, I booked this, this uh, lightning lane for four hours from now. So in two hours, you're eligible again to book. So yeah, I, it, it is a horrible, horrible looking app, but the functionality is good and it does do what it says on the tin. Um, and as long as it is around, yeah, it, it works pretty well. But yeah, I thought, I thought the way it worked was interesting, how it makes you, you know, be its friend and it just kind of acts like a person. But so I've, yeah. And I've seen people that have offered this sort of service before, uh, when virtual queues started becoming a thing, I was seeing people pop up on, Facebook, like there were Facebook groups that you could join where you would befriend someone and they would get you access to a virtual queue. As soon as the virtual mm. queue opened up, 
in trade for, you know, a suggested donation or something like that sort of thing. So this feels like a more automated way of, yeah. of doing that. And Standby Skipper is a, a robot, an API yeah. call. Right. And, and it feels like somebody who's a back-end developer mm-hmm. and said, I can sort this out because, honestly, I've, I've thought the same thing. And they said, okay, but now I need to put an app in front of it so that people can buy it and do all that stuff. And this is a this is what it looks like when a developer well does UX. And the is, app, what it, is what that app feels like to me. Uh, the app, the name Standby Skipper is a play on Jungle Cruise. Because when you first open the app, it's a cartoon drawing of a Jungle Cruise skipper. Yes, which, which again, if you look it up on the app store, you can, you can see this little... Uh, image of the standby skipper up at the top. So I think it's supposed to be a little tongue-in-cheek, you know, like the way it looks. But man, like I said, if if someone I trust had not recommended that to me, there is no way I would have put my credit card information into that thing. And I did get a a little, I I don't want to say ripped off, but I got the short end of the stick because I was only there for three park days. It is $45 a week, no matter what. So my three-day trip costs the same as your seven-day trip would. So keep that in mind. But if it is still around and you have had experiences with Genie Plus where you were on your phone too much, um, if you if you are the kind of person, and I'm not talking just to you, but if, if anyone is the kind of person who is willing to trust their phone to do that, um, and and to just let it and is willing it. to trust a and is willing to trust a third party service right. to be your friend. Yes, on MDE and is willing to trust that whatever. Uh, yeah, because I guess they have my memory maker photos, don't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They have they have access to. All. I would definitely revoke that yeah. that friendship as I'm, soon as you're done with your trip. I'm, yeah, I'm doing that right now. I had not and, even I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, they have access to all my photos and everything. And in theory, if Disney did now. This is this is definitely getting into Brad does not think that this would happen, okay? So let me just preface it with that. But at this point Disney also has a record of your use of this service and so should they deem the service to be not kosher, they could deem you to be not, co- you know. So there's probably something I'm just saying there's likely something in the terms of service that says you probably shouldn't do something like this. But I also don't believe that Disney would put up with the negative press of, you know, coming up, coming against any guest for this. They would likely just shut down the service. Yeah, for sure. So I would I definitely wouldn't be concerned about that aspect of it. Uh, Well, I wasn't until now. So thanks. (laughs) But yeah, I would I would definitely not be friends with that any any longer than you have. to. I'm logging into it now. I'm logging into (laughs) <laughs> to the website to yeah yeah go ahead and friendship. Un- unfriend that. <laughs> that that's a that's a short-term friendship but yeah i mean spoiler alert for our next episode yes we can talk about the amount of time that you can spend on on your phone while using genie plus okay and i we will we'll discuss that later i will say they are no longer in my friends and family so oh so maybe maybe they took themselves out it, after your seven days were up yes it looks like it unfriended me after my after the yeah seven days, which is which is good. That's the way that it should have done. So, kudos to uh, Standby Skipper for doing that. Yep. 
so yeah so that was um that was just over overall that you know we used that and it it worked pretty well um i don't know so is it it time for us to take our break this episode today is brought to you by standby skipper (laughs) skip the lines don't pay any attention to the graphics it's standby skipper yeah definitely don't pay um so day one thursday um we did get up at 2 a.m and drive you know got the kid up drove to the airport she did not ever sleep she didn't sleep in the car she didn't sleep on the plane she didn't sleep at what at what point did she know what the like did y'all tell her the night before this is where this is what we're doing we told her in the car on the way to the airport gotcha so, so yes she's never sleeping again at that point. yeah yeah so she did not she at least slept from nine to two um i slept from like 130 to 140 like i didn't sleep at all that night but um so yeah she did not sleep at all she did really well at the airport she did you know we did the tsa pre-check i don't know if we talked about that but we did get tsa pre-check we walked right through security um we got there and kudos to you because while we were i think we were in the lift on the way to the to the park, you texted me the Chef Mickey's um, standby line, and it was like thirty minutes or something. And I showed Claire, and I said, "Why don't we just, you know, try to to get in at Chef Mickey's?" And so we went to Pop. We um, dropped our bags off. We got on the bus to Magic Kingdom. Luckily, there was a bus that was like loading up as we we're walking over there. So we got on the bus and basically left for magic kingdom, like 15 seconds Perfect timing. after we sat. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, so we got, we, we got to magic kingdom and walked straight to the monorail. We did not, we, you know, didn't stop. We didn't, we tried not to, to call attention to the park because you get really good views of Cinderella castle from the monorail. So we got on the monorail, headed to Contemporary, and she got to see the castle from the monorail, and it was awesome. She was super, super excited. Um, we got to Chef Mickey's, and the I think the posted standby wait was like 20 minutes. We ended up waiting like 40 minutes, which still was not bad. Um, turns out, though, she was not interested at all in even acknowledging any character coming within 100 feet of our table. She was terrified so oh, no. we had we have a boatload of great pictures of me and claire with donald and goofy and minnie and everybody um but she would not even high five them we got her at the at the exit you know after you eat you can go get a picture with mickey chef mickey right she did give him a high five we have a family photo where, you know, we took pictures with, it was like Mickey, me, mom, kid, you know? So, like, she was on the opposite side of the group. Yeah, basically, as far as she can get away yeah. from Mickey, it's still be in a photo. So, she, she did high-five him, and she gave him one of the Mickey stickers that they gave us when we, um, when we, che- we, we, when we paid. She thought it was cool to give him a sticker with him on it, um, but... Yeah, she was totally disinterested in interacting with, taking pictures with, hugging any any fur character there. So that was fun. Um, the breakfast was good. The food was good. So it wasn't a total waste. But um, 
Yeah, that was really funny. But you could have also, for the price you paid, have eaten at Kona Cafe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or was, something like that. It was a $200 breakfast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, you're, if your kid is not into characters, character dining is... I, I, sorry, I was doing, I was doing the mental math. I don't think there is a time that I can think of that character dining is worth it. If your kids aren't in the game. No, no. Um, maybe Ohana because the food is different, but I don't know. Um, maybe, but even then, like I said, you could go to kind of cafe or even to, you know, Captain cooks and get, and get yeah. a lot of really good food and True. spend way less than what you would for that character dining. So after that, we went in and um, we got the haircut, which was awesome. She was a little unsure, but they, you know, it, it it's Disney World. They were really good. They put put her at ease. They cut her hair. They put it in pigtails. They gave her some pixie dust in it and stuff. She enjoyed that. But we got the little keepsake. We got the, the ear hat, which is very clearly sized for a very small child. Like the yeah, fact that my, yeah, my maybe, five year old, maybe not to wait till five years old yeah. to get your first haircut. Yeah. But so yeah, my five and a half year old daughter getting her first haircut there, her legitimate y'all got the first lock haircut. of, y'all yes. got the lock of hair and all that as well. Yes. Um, I mean, honestly, that is such a, so remind me, cause I think what is the, what is the cost for that first haircut? $28. Yeah. That's it what is, I thought. It is. You not, spent $8 for a hat. And for the lock of hair, yeah. that was, that is such an amazing deal. It is. It, it's not just cheap for Disney. It is a legitimately good value. Yes, absolutely. I pay $20 to get my hair cut at a barbershop, you know, downtown. Like, well, and, it, it's and a, you it's might, a, you it's could probably cheap. take your kids somewhere and get like an $8 haircut. But even then you're not going to get the pixie dust. They don't give them sure. the toy to play with. They, so I honestly, I legitimately believe Disney haircuts are one of the best things you can do for your kid, assuming yeah. that they need a haircut and, you know, are okay with doing haircuts. It is such a good experience and ultimately an inexpensive comparatively uh, thing to do at Disney. I, yeah, I, I think that that may be bang for the buck wise, like value wise, one of the best things Disney offers because the, the, if you take out that it's a kid and you just look at they're charging $20 for a haircut, $28 for this, my first haircut thing, $20 for a haircut is nothing. You know, that's like what a haircut costs in the real world. So you can pay 20 bucks to get your haircut, walk across the street and pay, you know, $6 for a, a little thing of M&Ms and $5 for a bottle of water. <laughs> um, you know, and, and so, yeah, I, I was blown away by, the value of Harmony Barbershop. And the lady was super nice. I've never been in there. Um, it was awesome. Very cool. Very, you know, old school in there. Um, well, you can even do it, you know, next time, Jeremy, if you want. You can do an adult haircut starting at $21. Yeah, I thought about it. For a while, we had two reservations, but I decided to get my haircut before we left and let her have the, the haircut. Well, yeah, that's her. That if for her first haircut, I mean, you wanna you wanna be able to take pictures and all that kind of stuff. But next time, maybe Daddy gets his haircut, you know, right after she gets done. For with hers. sure. So after her haircut, um, we went and Pirates of the Caribbean was no, that was Big Thunder. So we were in line to ride. Um, 
we were in line to ride Aladdin, the magic carpets of Aladdin. And it was like a 40 minute wait and we waited for 20, 25 minutes. And then there was lightning within, you know, 30 miles or whatever. Yep. So and they shut that thing down. All outdoor attractions at Magic Kingdom closed. Or I guess at Walt Disney World closed. Um, so I hopped on the, the MDE app and Pirates had a an opening, a lightning lane for like five minutes from then. So I grabbed that and we went to Pirates. And this was her first attraction, was Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, we did not tell her anything about it. You know, we just told her we're going to ride in a boat. She was nervous as heck. Um, she did not like the drop. It's completely in the dark. She didn't know it was coming. It. She hated it. And the, the ride photos, I don't know if I shared any of these with you. Um, the ride photos are so funny because she is absolutely mortified in every single one. She <laughs> Does, hated, doesn't matter the ride the entire. <laughs> no, she hated everything. It, it, she, everything, every ride we went on, she hated it. What I'm hoping is that we planted a seed, um, that, that it's fun. It can be fun. She remembers it all fondly. We can talk about pirates and big thunder mountain. Um, we can talk about tower of terror without her, you know, crying. She hated it, mm -hmm. but, um, she remembers it all mostly fondly. So hopefully that won't, you know, scar her for life. But yeah, pirates was funny because after the drop, when you go, when you, uh, emerge into the, uh, cannonball, you know, scene, there yep. was a lot of, I, she was already all keyed up. And so like cannons started firing and she was, she was like, I'm done. I'm done. Can we get off? Is this over? Can like, I'm done. And we were like, no. And so we started having like, we were like, Hey, see if you can find Jack Sparrow. And, and we, in, it, it ended up okay. Like she, she was fine, but yeah, she did not, she just didn't know what to expect. You know, it's like I, I've sure. been saying, it was all brand new. Um, we did Big Thunder after that. Uh, she, I, I think of all the things she rode, Big Thunder was her favorite. Because really? she, she got off Big Thunder, and aside from it being horribly, horribly loud, whenever you, you know, approach a lift hill, it, it's so loud. I don't understand why it has to be that loud. And I think it's because most of them are, you know, inside, basically. Right. Um, but that was the one that she complained about the least. That was that was the one that she, you know, most readily said that was fun. Mm -hmm. um, and she was in the best mood after Big Thunder. So I think that was her favorite. Um so that was, you know, the, we counted that as a as a win. She liked that. We took a picture, you know, right outside Big Thunder. Yeah. Like doing doing muscles, doing, you know, the number one because it was her first roller coaster. So she she seemed to really enjoy Big Thunder. Um, she was overwhelmed by the Tiki Room. I think mm -hmm. they're at the end. There's just so much going on all around you. And then it culminates in the thunderstorm, the very believable thunderstorm that... Um, I think, you know, she was like, she was into the Tiki Room until the uh, the chanting and the drums and all that started. So that was kind of funny to watch her like slowly go from like, wow, this is awesome to okay. Which is, I mean, to be fair, that's totally understandable yep. how you would, how, how that could suddenly be way too much for you. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, after that, 
it was, I think at that point it was like five and we went back to the hotel and went swimming. And then we just went, I went to the lobby of pop and got a pizza and took it back to the room and we were kind of done because, you know, because been, we should remember you, you, you got <laughs> up at 2am yeah. for this whole thing and you've flown in and nobody has slept. Yeah. So, so by, yeah, I'm by, surprised y'all made it that far. By 8.30 or 9 that first day, we were all in bed going to sleep. Um, but it, it, it went really well. You know, she slept really good. Um, got up Friday and went to Hollywood Studios. And this was our first Skyliner experience. And she... She did, she had the same uh, concerns that I did. And that's just with starting and stopping. How, uh-huh. especially with stopping, how it kind of feels like, okay, yeah, we're going awfully fast until the very last second here. But um, that took a couple times before she, you know, was the, the acceleration and deceleration out of the stations, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. So, um, yeah, she was she was good with with the Skyliner. I'm trying to I'm I, by the end of the trip, we were taking, you know, unnecessary Skyliner rides and she was, you know, every time we when we got to the Riviera, when we got to the Epcot turning station, when we got to the Epcot station, she was like, I don't even have to hold on when we stop, you know, she was starting to play games with it and stuff, so she was good. Um the, the first and most mind-blowing realization of this trip, Brad, happened at the Frozen sing-along in Hollywood Studios because my favorite and l- long-lamented citizens of Hollywood have been found. Betty Shambles and the mayor of Hollywood were hosting... Have been hiding the, in plain sight the whole time. They were hosting the Frozen sing-along the, this whole time. And we were halfway through and I looked at Claire and I said, that's Betty Shambles. And then about five minutes later, I looked at her and I said, and that's the mayor. And we, Claire found through major Instagram, you know, hackery or whatever, like she found the woman who is Betty Shambles and messaged her. And she said, yeah, I don't usually work on Fridays. So that's, you know, it's pretty cool that you guys you know, saw me cause she normally wouldn't be there, but yeah, they, they're there. Most of them, she said that most of the citizens of Hollywood are around still performing at other places. Um, they're there. So they, so Disney, you could bring them back whenever you want. Yeah. Bring back street atmosphere. Um, what else did she say? She, she didn't, I was, I was hoping to go back and see the show again and show her my shirt because I was wearing a Betty Shambles shirt that day. And a bunch of cast members knew what it was and loved it. And one guy in the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway queue told me, like, oh my gosh, they're why I wanted to come work at Disney. And I was like, yeah, dude, they rule. I And I just, I don't get why they're not back. But one of the cast members that we saw told me that the truck is still backstage by Fantasmic. And I told her, yeah. And I just saw Betty Shambles and the mayor hosting the Frozen sing-along. And she was like, what? And she she told me she'd been working at Hollywood Studios for years. And she didn't know that. 
And I'm like, how do you not know? Well, because she doesn't go to Frozen Sea Long on her days off. And if that you don't happen to like, run into that, if oh, you don't happen to run into that other cast member, though, man. Are you not at the I water totally cooler? Are, are people not hanging out at the water cooler talking? Like, it I, seems I would, like if I, you worked at Hollywood I love, Studios. I would love for you to go backstage and and see, like, go sit at the cafeteria and see exactly how many cast members <laughs> go in and out of that place. Because I think you have grossly underestimated. Now, <laughs> if you if you worked in entertainment. See, right. that's that was what I thought. I thought like a, a mainline cast member is probably not going to interact much with the entertainment people. If you if you worked in entertainment, it's likely that you know another entertainment person would know that you're still around and stuff like that. But yeah, like somebody who's working attractions or something, like you're very likely to see other cast members in you know at, at costuming or at the cafeteria or something like that. But you would have to have the same breaks or just happen to be at costume. Yeah. Like, it's very, very possible to go years without knowing that another person exists. That would that would be like me asking you, you know, at your job, because you're you live you work in a pretty, you know, large area as well, right? And saying, Hey, does this person in this total other department still work there? And you'd be like, Who the heck are you even talking about? Right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, I've never even heard of that person before. How would I know? And yeah, it's true. The, you know, Hollywood Studios casting is way bigger than probably where you're working, I would imagine. Probably. Yeah, I think it's it's way bigger than what I think. But yeah, so that was, I mean, just, I was on cloud nine after that. Just, just to know. I didn't get to meet her. I didn't get to, you know, show her my shirt. I didn't get to even wave or, or smile or but anything. You, but like, you know she still exists. I know she's there. And and according to and now, the message and now that you she, can Instagram stalk her. And according to the message that she sent Claire, she's it's a good gig and she said she really enjoys being inside. So um I you know, more power to them. I'm glad they're still employed and I just am still hopeful that one day the citizens of Hollywood will return. Um we okay, so after that uh, we had to leave the park for a few hours for a medical emergency. But after after we got back, um, we bribed her into riding Tower of Terror with ice cream. We said we used standby skipper. We got a tower uh, lightning. Okay, plane. wait, wait. I need to I need to be clear here. When you say we bribed you bribed your child with ice cream to get on Tower of Terror, you mean? You bribed her with the promise of ice cream, right? You didn't give her ice cream and then put her on tower. No, her, did you? no, we told her we would. Okay, we okay. would get ice cream after. Um, I just I feel like the I feel like the order of events for something like that sure. is very important. It is. It does make a difference. Um, but yeah, no, we told her we'd get her ice cream after if she would ride it. And um, Tower of Terror, when as an adult, is creepy, for sure. When you look at Tower of Terror through the eyes of a five-year-old, you realize how creepy it is and how scary and intimidating the boiler room is. Because I look at the boiler room and I'm like, this rules. This theming is great. The, everything, everything looks so cool. The ambiance is awesome. But you come out of a library through a door you didn't come in, you know, through a secret door into this huge scary boiler room you've never you know seen anything like before i get it now with, I get with now, weird noises all over the yes, place why that would be so terrifying um 
but you know we we kept telling her you try everything once because that's kind of our our family mantra you got to try everything once normally it's about you know you got to try broccoli you got to eat the broccoli you got to try it once whatever um not about a you know horrific attraction <laughs> where you know you're falling down an elevator shaft but so so have you changed this to you have to be scarred at least once <laughs> every everything is going to scar you um she it was funny we got to the you know hallway scene halfway up the the shaft and the 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 shattering scene yeah and that happened and she was like wow that's really cool is it over and i was like (laughs) almost and then we got you know we went up again and um she did not like that we drove out of the elevator thing um and obviously, once the once the actual drops started to happen, she was absolutely mortified. She hated in the in the in the ride photo. You can see that I'm holding on to her because she mm-hmm. hated her bottom coming up off the seat. She absolutely hated it. Um, so I was doing my best to kind of put downward pressure on her. But right. that's hard because my butt is also coming out of the seat. Um, so I was really trying to keep her firmly planted uh, as best I could. But, you know, yeah. obviously I couldn't I couldn't do a too good a job. Um, but we also got the fake ending where you get down to the bottom and it starts to play oh, the little video. Yeah. And then you get one more big drop. Um, so that was, you know, a little, little cherry on top. Um but we got off of it. She said it was kind of fun, but it made my tummy feel sick. And we said, yep, that makes sense. That's fine. Um, we went and got our ice cream. That night, we FaceTimed the grandparents, and they said, how did we, you know, Mommy and Daddy said you went on Tower of Terror. How was it? And she said, it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. And that was her. I told I told mommy and daddy whatever I had to do, so they just give me my ice cream. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there was no chance of her going on that one again. But um, between ice cream and Lightning McQueen's, uh, what is it? Racing Racing Academy. Academy. Yeah. Yep. That one was also funny. That was a funny thing because we got in there to Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy, and we just barely made it before the show started. And the kid says, I got to go potty. And so my wife and her got up and I thought the bathrooms, the closest bathrooms were out in the courtyard. And so I was sitting there, you know, and like a minute or two after they left, the show was starting. So I snuck out of the theater to go meet them. So I didn't, you know, miss the show or so, so they didn't miss the show. Um, And, as I'm walking out of the theater and the door, the unopenable door shuts behind me, Claire texts me and says, where are you? <laughs> and I said, I left because the show was starting. Where are you? And she said, oh, they had bathrooms in the back. We're here. And so I just sat out in the courtyard on a bench and waited for Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy to finish because um, I was trying to be a nice person. Honestly, though, they've got benches with backs out in that courtyard. They sure so do. It was I was could, not complaining. I was about to say you could actually do a lot worse, and it's the and it's the nice like wire benches, so yep. you got lots of airflow. 
Oh yeah, man. It was so nice to sit down, lean against something and like cross my legs, you know, just, oh man, it was great. But yeah, so she got to see Lightning McQueen right after she was, she was happy. <clears throat> um, next thing was Slinky Dog. We did Slinky Dog Dash. Um, that was another one that she didn't like in the moment, but remembers fondly. Um, I think she did the same thing you said your daughter did um, in the middle. Where mm-hmm. she was like, "Okay, is it? Oh, it's over. Right. That was fun. I'm ready. I'm ready to get off. I'm ready to get off. Let's get off." Yeah, and I'm like, uh, "We're halfway done." And she was like, "Half," and we were also in the last row, so she got the most violent. Oh um, yeah, yeah, fastest <laughs> Slinky Dog experience. But she was not having uh, the uh, the what incline up right after the second boost. You know, right after the second mm-hmm. launch. She was like, no, 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 no. Like as we were going, you know, basically straight up to to start doing those uh, camelbacks, she was not having it. Like that, the second half of that thing, uh, she wasn't she wasn't stoked on um, until we got to uh, what's his face, um, the penguin guy. I can't, his name's yeah. not Squeaker. What's his name? Squeak. Uh, something uh, Squeaker. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he she loved him. She was like, whoa, that's that guy. And the, yeah, that, that's a, that's the weird thing because my daughter did the exact same thing where <laughs> we got to the end and she saw him and then she was happy because she was seeing him. Yeah, she liked that part. Totally forgot about the the terror of the last half of that roller coaster. But yeah, so that was that was pretty much it for Hollywood Studios. We did go to Batu, um, and we walked around Galaxy's Edge. We got to see Kylo Ren and the Stormtroopers walking around. The Mandalorian and Grogu were not out, so that was a bummer. Um, they they weren't out at all that day, which it was nice that we didn't miss them, but it was a bummer that they just weren't there. Um, I'm trying to think. We j- spoiler, we basically, spoiler alert, I didn't even think about them being out during our trip. Yeah. Dang it. They are randomly out. Uh, baby Yoda photo op. Although he doesn't stop. It's like a weird thing. They don't, the Mandalorian doesn't stop to interact with people from what I've seen. Like he just walks and he walks slow and Grogu, you know, coos and does, you know, moves and stuff. But he does not like stop for photo ops. He just walks slow. And so you can't really get a photo with him, which Totally understandable. He would be out there for eight hours a day if they tried so you to just, have him. So you just got to score a selfie, right? Like yes. you walk alongside of him and yeah. click. Yeah. But yeah, he was not out when we were there. Um, after, so we were in Batu. We were just kind of sitting, resting, watching Stormtroopers and, and stuff. And we were trying to figure out Fantasmic. Because we wanted to do the early Fantasmic, but like I, you know, talked to you about before, did not want to be in line for an hour. And so we decided to do the Fantasmic dinner package. And this was at five o'clock. And so I hopped on the, the app to see if there was anything available. And there was like Mama Melrose and Hollywood and Vine, I think were the two available, and they were for five twenty-five. And so we did Mama Melrose because one, we were right there by it. Um, two, it was two. much less expensive. And yeah, much less expensive. Oh, we, we did. We, it wasn't five yet because we did Muppets, Muppet Vision 3D 
in between then. So we left Batu, did Muppet Vision, and then did uh, Mama Melrose. So we had so, some. So time. did the kiddo at least enjoy Muppet Vision 3D? I mean, the Muppets stay loved. in their spot. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't any. Uh, there wasn't any Muppet, you know, fear or anything. No, she loved Muppet Vision. Um, well, that's good. That was her first 3D glasses experience too. So she was she was uh, in awe of the of the like bubbles and the what's his face little purple guy. I can never remember uh, his name. The the three dimensional thing that pops yeah. out. Yeah, yeah the, the the spirit of 3D. Yeah, the non Muppet character. Yes, yeah. But she's obsessed with the Muppets, the <clears throat> Muppets, uh, Muppets Most Wanted, Muppets Haunted Mansion. Yeah. She loves all those movies, so we we have a pretty good relationship with the Muppets already. Um, our Mama Melrose experience was fine. Um, the food again at Mama Melrose for me is passable. Um, I, I enjoyed it fine. We have a kind of picky kiddo, so she didn't really eat much, but, um, I will say it was, if you need dinner, it is worth paying a little bit extra to not have to stand in line for Fantasmic because we got to the Fantasmic theater uh, like all the way, you know, the mile down the the walkway to the Fantasmic Theater at like six fifty five, I think, for a seven thirty show, and had excellent seats. So if you want to see Fantasmic and you need dinner, and you you know you're looking for table service anyway, I think it was what was it two hundred bucks? I think with a tip, like after a tip and everything, it was close to two hundred dollars. So mm-hmm. it ain't cheap, but if you need food and you want to see Fantasmic, it is honestly a good option because the the reserved area for the Fantasmic dining package is really good. It's dead center. I mean, it is the most primo of seats. The the best seats are going to be reserved for yes. the people who have that dining. Correct. Um at 7:30, the uh you know, narration comes on and they start the show and I noticed immediately at the very beginning, when it goes the dun 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 dun, counting from the the lights come in from right to left, on the on the right on stage left, I guess they come in right to left. One two three four. It was going one two three and four were not coming on, and the pillars were not raising, and I my heart sank immediately, and we got ten seconds into Phantasmic and the house lights came back up and they said, We regret to inform you, this showing of Phantasmic has stopped. And I was about to throw a fit. Like, man, I was we were so like just let down. Um and then they said, hopefully, you know, that we will resume it shortly. And um, I guess they rebooted the DMX controller or something because about 15, 20 minutes later, they restarted the show and it went fine. And you could immediately see all of the things that were wrong when they first started it. Like nothing was working. <laughs> um, and she loved it. She loved Fantasmic. And um, other than it being very loud, she, you know, she loved everything. She loved getting to see all the characters. Um, one thing that was funny is Fantasmic is 30 minutes and it starts at 7:30 and mm-hmm. ends before 8. 
You know what happens at eight? Epcot. Epcot forever oh, happens yep. at eight. And when Fantasmic doesn't start until seven fifty, you Epcot get Epcot Forever kind Epcot. of goes into <laughs> Yeah. And Epcot Forever is not subtle in the fireworks department. It was so visible. Oh my gosh. Stage right, like you could it see Epcot exploding. Forever. Yeah. Like the sky was lighting up. You could see the actual fireworks. You could hear them. It was it was so distracting, and I was like, "What the heck is going on?" And as we were walking out, I realized, "Oh, yeah, that is this show is supposed to be well over by the time Epcot Forever starts." But um, other than that, yeah, it went great. And after Fantasmic, it was eight thirty. We went back to the hotel um, and took it easy, and you know, watched some TV. But that was a really good day. That was a a very full day, especially with having to leave for a few hours. We got to do a lot. Um, Oh, somewhere in there uh, was Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. She also was terrified by that, but remembers it fondly. So that's something. Yeah, I've got I've got one kid who who likes Mickey's Runaway Railway and one who is terrified of it. So it that one was not terribly surprising. That one was funny because it was the start of her asking literally any time that we got on an attraction, is it fast? Is there drops? She learned from uh, Slinky Dog in Tower of Terror to really, really make sure it's not fast and there's not drops. And and I will say, because we have a, again, one of our children is like that as well knowing exactly what a ride does is extremely helpful because uh, we've been able to like kind of nip that in the bud a lot by, you know, being in line and saying, okay, so here's what's going to happen on this ride. And yes, it does take away a lot of the surprise. Yeah. But for some kids, surprise is not a good thing. Well, and that's what we learned on pirates. Yeah. She probably would have liked to know that there was a drop coming. If you can tell them all of these things and then during the ride say, okay, now this thing that we told, you know, like this drop is about to come up, then it is better. I'm not saying it's good, but it is better in my experience. Yeah. Well, we did learn that. And uh, on Saturday when we were back at Magic Kingdom, we did not, no, no hiding anything. We, we were honest early and honest often and it did, it did help. She, she learned to ask in the queue. Um, but we, so that, that day at Magic Kingdom, there was, we were not going to get her to do anything again. Like there was no way she was riding anything that she had already ridden. But we ended up that day, we did uh, Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. We did the People Mover. She really liked the People Mover, um, <laughs> which I was very proud that's that's great. So she has amazing taste. Yes. She loved Carousel of Progress. Also, she, she has she, amazing taste. She knows the song. She was singing the song as the theater rotated after, you know, the first two times. She started singing along with the song, and I very nearly cried. Like, that was just amazing to hear my child singing Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. Um, what else did we do? Um... That's not Tron. We did not do Space Mountain. She she wasn't interested. Frankly, I wasn't that interested, so I didn't push Space Mountain. 
uh, over in Fantasyland. We tried. Dude, she would have. She would have been so afraid of. Yeah. Based on everything you told me, Space Mountain would have been not great for her. Yeah. Well, and I. It makes me feel like I'm 80 years old, so I'm not a huge. I, I always leave Space Mountain in pain. Um, right. Over in Fantasyland, we did get to do Peter Pan's flight, which that was really fun because she did not expect to be flying. Um, a lot of those, um, a lot of the attractions we did Haunted Mansion that day, we got mm-hmm. to all ride in the same vehicle, which was yep. nice. Um, I was not, I, you know, I've never had a party of three. I didn't, I did not realize we were going to get to do that. So Haunted Mansion, we got to all ride together. Um, Peter Pan, we got to ride together. Uh, Voyage of the Little Mermaid, is that what's called? Journey of the Little Mermaid, we got to ride together. That, that new Little Mermaid ride. Yeah. It, that was all really fun. We tried to do Barnstormer in old Fantasyland, I guess. Mm. Um, it closed. That was another one where we um, were in line for like 20 minutes for it, and then it closed. And then the weather. No, it wasn't the weather. Um, as oh, we were man. exiting the queue, she said um, on her radio, there's a weird noise. Oh. And well, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't want to ride if there's yeah, a weird noise. It stayed closed the rest of the day, so it was apparently not a good weird noise either. All right. Um, we did the train. We took the train from Fantasyland back around to the front of the park to get um, Casey's Corner, and that kid ate an entire foot long Casey's Corner hot dog and an order of fries. I well, was props to, props to her for that. Flabbergasted. I looked away. Oh, oh, and we pulled it off again. I don't know how, but we got to sit at Casey's Corner under the umbrellas as Festival of Fantasy was happening. So we got to watch the Festival of Fantasy parade for the second time because this was the second day we were in Magic Kingdom. Um, as the as the parade was going by, we were sitting at Casey's Corner eating lunch. It was incredible. The first day we saw it, we saw the parade. Um, right in front of uh, the Country Bear Jamboree. Mm-hmm. And then we went in and saw Country Bears. I totally forgot about that. She thought Country Bears was real dumb. She was not a fan <laughs> of the Country okay, Bear well, Jamboree. Okay, so, well, so she has, she has some taste. She has good Tomorrowland taste, I guess. Yeah, she was... There you go. She thought the Country Bears was really weird. She was... Oh, oh, it's to- totally fair to call it weird. <laughs> but it's a good weird. That's what she needs to learn. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think that's, that's like it, except for Tron. Now here's where you get to be involved because I, the first day we were at Magic Kingdom, that Thursday, I tried to get in the virtual queue at what, 6 a.m. and didn't get it. Couldn't get it. Um, and then I tried at one, I got into like boarding group 160 or something. And I had a notification, um, Friday morning when I woke up that said, Hey, it's your time to ride. And it was like 1140. (laughs) And it was like, come on back now. And I was like, yeah, there ain't no way that was going to happen. Um, Saturday was the first time ever that the 1 PM virtual queue drop was, was available to park hoppers. So it was open until like 2.30 on Saturday. Um, But I got into the 1 p.m. virtual queue and we were, my wife was on the ride at 2. So we 
we got called back almost immediately or 2.15, I don't remember, but we got called back almost immediately. And then she was in, she was in the queue for 50 minutes, I think. So the, we did a rider swap. And so she did the vert, the virtual queue, you know, into the regular standby queue, which they said would take about an hour and it was just slightly under an hour. So um, they were right. And then, yeah. And then I did lightning lane, which I never stopped moving. And it, it was like 15 minutes between when I left her and when I was coming out the exit. Um, so I, I'll just go ahead and, and tell you what I thought. Um, I, I think the building is really cool. The, uh, the effect that when you get, you know, whatever, rizzed into the grid. I don't remember what they call it. Um, that was funny because it's another one of those like Mickey and Minnie where you walk into a room that doesn't have an obvious exit. And the people that I was in that room with all bunched into the right corner. Like they had been on it before and they Mm -hmm. were like, you know, acting like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just come over here. Just come over here. Everybody get in the corner. We'll be the first ones out of here. And I was like kind of in the back middle and apparently they hadn't been in that room because I was about to say it depends on which room you're in as to which side opens. Yeah, the door was on the left. And so they were all like waiting for the door to open on the right when the door on the left opened and I walked out. Like I was way ahead of them. Because it took them a while to realize the door wasn't opening in front of them. Um I thought that effect was cool. It's very fast. You know, you walk into that room and it goes from a screen to a window. I thought that that was a cool effect. Um, and then that's when the four plus minute experience in the amazing load area begins. Um, it is, it is a, it's a really nice load area. The room is huge. It's very, very reminiscent of cosmic rewind. It might be a exact copy of cosmic rewind. Yeah. It's, it, it feels, extremely like the Cosmic Rewind queue. Or load area, I mean. The ride vehicle. Once once you, you know, make it to the the load area, the ride vehicle is interesting. After I got comfortable and I pulled the thing back and the back came down, it was it was just weird. It was really weird to be on a roller coaster and sitting in that, sitting yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like it necessarily. Um, I Once the ride actually started, it was better. But just sitting in the load area, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't like this. I don't, I don't know if, if this is going to be good. Um, my review of the actual ride is the launch, mostly I think because of how you're sitting on the attraction, is exhilarating. That that launch is really fast. Um, that huge swooping turn that you do at the very beginning is really fun. Um, after that, I don't remember anything. It is forgettable. Like the, like the inside of the attraction? Yeah. Once you enter the show building, it's totally forgettable. Um, none of... None of the very little video that's in there stuck with me. Um, I almost think I need to write it again because I don't know that I picked up on it because it's so it's few and far between and it's very short. Um, it's nothing like Cosmic Rewind. Cosmic Rewind, I can remember every single 
video cue, every single video beat, all of the, you know, the moon, all that stuff is very, very much in my mind. Um, I don't, I just, I, the, the feeling I had was it was over before it got, it really got started. Yeah. I think if it was twice as long and they could take their time with some of the effects, like the, I know that there was an effect where a light cycle comes up beside you on NVIDIA, mm-hmm. um, but it's like half a second. I mean, it's like that, that light cycle comes up beside you, but it doesn't spend any time next to you. It's like the whole, the whole effect is it coming up beside you and then it's gone. So, so there's actually two times where that happens. And one of them is video. And that's where the other, so it's team orange, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. And like it explodes, which is kind of cool. I totally uh, miss that. And the first, there's another one though, where it comes up and it looks like video. But if you're on the, if you're on that side of the cycles, you'll actually notice that what they're doing is they change the colors of your bikes on that side to orange from your, from blue to orange. And then it's actually just a mirror reflecting uh. back. So it looks like there's another set of cycles that are right up, you know, directly in sync with you, but you're actually just watching yourself, which I thought was a really cool little effect. Yeah. Away. That's a nice way to do that. It's smart. But yeah, um, I, I kind of, I wish I could have done it twice just to, you know, see all those effects again and, and really pay more attention to them. But I don't know, man that it was it was disappointing so 10 for fun one for length right yeah i think that's i think that's totally fair so that basically ends your trip report um yeah anything else that you want to cover sunday the day after that we went to disney springs um that's when we did all of our shopping uh we went to world of disney we went to homecoming for brunch we had the Hallelujah Biscuits, Brad. You can rest easy now. I have tried those. Um, Claire, Claire's the one that got them. She absolutely loved it. Um, she said they were they were great, but she's real, a real pimento cheese head. So, mm, yeah. And if you are, you're gonna love those because God, they're so good. But we got the donuts too. The donut appetizer. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, but we got them to do two of the um, bacon ones and one of the regular ones. And they kind of, they did both of them because the kid would not have eaten the, the bacon right. one. Um, but man, those were really good too. Those were really good donuts. Um, and then I got the hash and the hash was super good. I love that place. Um, but yeah, after that, I mean, we we went to World of Disney, shopped. We went to Jock Lindsay's and had cocktails and mocktails. We watched the aqua cars and then it started to pour down rain. <laughs> and, um, so I, I ran to Gideon's real quick. Cause that's when our, our thing popped, you know, the virtual queue for Gideon's and I got us some cookies for the plane. Um, and then we went back to the resort and got all our stuff and went to the airport. So what um, Gideon's cookies did you get? Uh, got the coffee toffee, which was incredible. Still not as good as the, um, uh, the other one, the Kris Kringle, the Kringle cookie from Christmas, but the coffee toffee was my favorite of the group. Um, I got the 
cookies and cream, which is my second favorite. That is an incredible cookie. Um, I got the regular chocolate chip and then the double, the chocolate chocolate chip. So the chocolate cookie with chocolate chips and then the regular cookie with chocolate chips. Um, and that was it. We did not get, I didn't try their coffee. We didn't get any cake. They were already sold out of the, the AM cookie, which I knew uh, they the would coffee be, but cake. I asked. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, we got those four and they were quite excellent. But yeah, other than that, um, we did lift again from the airport and to the airport. That was <laughs> so, okay. Going back to the airport, it was funny cause I'd been doing, um, was it lift preferred, which is the, they call it, you know, high rated drivers and roomier cars. Okay. And every single other time we did it, we either got a, a midsize SUV, a minivan, something from pop to MCO. We were in the back of a Honda Accord. Can we discuss what the word roomy means? And our our bags barely fit in the trunk. Like we had to majorly Tetris the bags. And if we had had one more bag or a bag that was even, you know, one cubic foot bigger, it wouldn't have fit. Like we were we were jammed into that car. And it was just it was really funny that, you know, on the way from the airport. We were very roomily in a Honda Odyssey, and the guy was playing um, uh, Finding Dory on the DVD player inside the car. Like, it was awesome. And every other time we had to use a lift on that trip, we got a you know an SUV or, a, or a, a minivan, and it was just really weird to have a dude in a Honda Accord roll up, and I was like, oh, cool, we're going to take a 40-minute drive back to the airport in this thing. Um, but I still... Um, unless you have a reason, I know sunshine flyer, I, I don't know if they're still doing it, but they were doing like a crazy kids ride free or something. Yeah. And like um, for 15 bucks, I don't, some, I don't remember. I think we, let me see. I think we have it in the show notes. Some friends of uh, mine did it and they said it was like for them, their kids and then their kids, small kids. It was less than a hundred dollars round trip for like seven people. Yeah. So adult fare, $15 kids for free. So that would have meant $60 for you guys round trip. Yeah. So, and we've ended up paying for the, for the airport rides, 90 bucks, I think total, like with tips and everything. So oh, we, dude, for $30 more to not have to, to, to have a vehicle, I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. So it was still less than a hundred bucks to get to and from the airport, but yeah, it was just, it was weird. So that's my, um, I guess my lift uh, word of warning is. You never know when you're going to get a yeah, Honda don't, Accord. Don't count on, don't count on lift preferred to actually be a roomier car. So I guess go with the actual, go with the whatever. Is there one above that? That's like, yeah, Excel. It's going to be, yeah. You have but lift, then you're going to pay preferred. way more for it. Yes. That. Yeah, you do. You pay a premium for guaranteeing a large car. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh,